Here's Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. That guy is a class A moron. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Oh, that was lusty, senor. You know what it is? Dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Healthcare workers and people in long-term care facilities. Um... Okay, cool. That's very nice of you. The first to get uh, vaccines, according to the CDC. No, 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 no. You're wrong. I saw the list. What? They're the two levels that they're giving out, they announced yesterday. Do tell. One and two. Number one, celebrities. That'd be movie stars, singing sensations, and Instagram influencers. Number two, other hot people. Number two, landed white males, which (laughs) some people are calling controversial. Finally. I say people are too PC and too particular. Finally, the respect we deserve. So I'm celebrities landed. and landed white males. I'm white. Let me check. Yes, still male. If Instagram influencers aren't going to get the shots first, why are we even <laughs> making a vaccine? Uh, what is a person to think? That might be the lamest thing you could be called, in my opinion. Now, they'd probably laugh at me saying, yeah, I make a million dollars a year by putting on these clothes, taking a picture of myself, then going back to bed. Mm. But uh, Instagram influencer. Well, here's it. Here's it. I uh, you're you're smart if you're able to pull that off and make money doing that. You're an sure. idiot if you look at their pictures. Mm. That's who the idiot is. Yeah, I don't want to be idiots friends. in the world. I don't want to be friends with anybody who checks out hot people on Instagram on a regular basis to see what they're wearing today. I don't want to talk to you at all. I'd prefer that you uh, switch uh, checkout stands at the grocery store if I'm approaching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to deal with you on any any level whatsoever. It's just on the other hand, as P.T. Barnum would tell us, uh, okay, all right, smart guy, you want to choose between the uh, complete morons as customers and the sophisticated, and you want to get rich, I have some advice for you. Mm? I was just mm? listening to, uh, I heard something on the news as I was uh, coming in. Um, Drake, the singer, yes, has his uh, a new scent out. Mm. And they said it smells like Drake, so yes. it's the scent of Drake. Yes. Do you have a scent? It was they called it his signature scent. Do you have a signature scent? I'm not. I'm pretty sure I don't. I have not gone to the trouble of uh, having one made in a lab. My signature scent is is Irish Spring. Yeah, mine is uh, mine. Gillette uh, antiperspirant. Ivory Coast uh, soap. It's a fine soap. Yeah. Is overwhelming indifference a scent? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's more a cloud, Sean. Cloud yeah, that I, hangs around you. And I guess I got some, uh, under my arms, I've got some, uh, I, yeah, Irish Spring, I think is my brand also. So mm. That'd be my scent. Nice. I, need, I need to work on that. I remember when Michael Jordan put out uh, his, I remember, I think he was on Larry King explaining that his scent, it smelled like a leather from a basketball Right. And uh, the hardwood of a basketball court. And I thought, really? So it's got to be things from your life that you're known for. Wow. So mine would be like a uh, microphone cover covered with the coffee spittle. Yeah. Co- the smell of coffee. The smell of a dirty keyboard on a laptop. Junk food. <laughs> Day old donut. <laughs> and just a pinch of bitterness. Mm. <laughs> 
why would the, the the world is asking why was one Joe Getty carrying the water for Muslim extremists in Iran yesterday? Um, we got a lot of texts wow. about that. I see my uh, classes on how to argue unfairly have really uh, hit home with you. You've done well. As that whole story that the Iranian nuclear scientist was assassinated by a machine gun automated car. Yes. Uh, was com- is completely bogus and was started by the Revolutionary Guard to, to make them look not as embarrassed as they should be. And that Israelis snuck in, shot somebody, and got out. Right. Um, Clearly. And, and so the... Uh, uh, Revolutionary Guard, they've traced it back. Is They're the ones that started this. Oh, no, they had a super high-tech automated vehicle with a remote control machine gun. There were no human beings that came into our country and then got out of our country. We're not that leaky. They have had four high-level people assassinated this year, and in every case, everyone. Now, the one case, we obliterated that dude from the sky. You're not going to catch us. I mean, you kind of caught us. It was Trump. Because we said, yeah, we did it. <laughs> yeah, Trump announced, I killed the guy. Yeah. And uh, you know where he is. He's in Washington, D.C. So what are you going to do about it? And if there's a bit of him bigger than a football, we'll bomb that. But in, even in that case, <clears throat> it is it is believed there were people inside on the ground that gave us the heads up of where he was going to be when. And they you know, said they were leaky. Um, you know, close to a very important person. They've got leaks. They've got is Israel and us and probably Saudi Arabia. They've got spies inside Iran, and they're able, we're able to get people in there, assassinate them, and then get back out again. Well, and and we've have we have plenty of friendly folks in Iraq too who resent the heavy hand of Iran in their country, so they're feeding us information, like when Soleimani was in Iraq. So. Isn't that something, oh, yeah. though? So they made up a story. Yeah, it was a oh, robot gun. Yeah, that's what it was. And I mean, a, how could you stop that? It had a, a robot truck. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it had a, a laser on it. It was a, a, a drone truck. Yeah, yeah. Launched from a, a magical battleship or something. You know yeah, what it was? Uh, you probably seen him in the news. It was murder bees. It was, uh, that's what it was, murder <laughs> hornets. That's a, they, what are you, how are you going to stop those? <laughs> it wasn't a squad of Israelis that snuck in and snuck out without anybody seeing them. Right. God, I heard some of the um, uh, some of the eyewitnesses that have been interviewed now who 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 watched the the gun battle unfold. God dang it, that should have been televised. That sounds like something that would have been uh, must see television. Yeah, that's straight out of the movies, man. My son is super into spy stuff right now. He reads nice like he, Spy versus Spy in Mad Magazine. <laughs> no, he's reading some book. Uh, the star of it, I don't remember. It's for teenagers. It's a little above his age, but he's loving it. Um. It's about a kid that somehow works in the MI6 in Great Britain, and he's involved in all these various things. That's an odd policy. But I was, I was <laughs> Seems exp- unwise. I was explaining to my son about the Mossad and how they're the baddest of the bad and how they assassinated this guy over the weekend, and he's just riveted by this stuff, as a lot of young males are. Um, but there, there's that story. I, I'm fine if we kill one of those people a week. I think that'd be absolutely fantastic. Um, so they come around. I'm trying to find somebody uh, sent us an account, which is probably every bit as fictional, that this guy was in a bulletproof car. And when the shooting began, he got out of his car to see what was going on. That seems like a bad move. Well, yeah, clearly. But uh, I can't find it. And it's probably not true anyway. So never mind. Yeah. Um, but you uh, you did say as the general manager, so that the CDC announced after having a meeting who's the first two levels that are in line for getting the vaccine when it comes out here in a couple of weeks. Yes, and it's healthcare workers and people in uh, long-term residents, old folks' homes, uh, long-term care facilities. Yeah, exactly. And and there's a little controversy there, a little bit. 
uh, because the the concept, the generally agreed upon concept of distributing vaccines is you try to save as many life years as possible. So if right. the flu was affecting everyone, killing people uh, equally across various age groups, you'd start with the kids because they have, you know, 70, 80 years of life ahead of them. And, and the 80-year-olds, uh, sorry, Grandpa, uh, would get it last. Uh, but they figure they're going in terms of, A, necessity, the healthcare workers, and B, vulnerability, the old folks in long-term care. Yeah, I, the, I don't hate the idea, but it's it's not clearly. The yeah, best I remember thing. early on when we thought there was going to be a real shortage of respirators. For instance, there were there were some economic studies that bubbled up on these kind of this kind of decision making with life years and benefit to society and all that sort of stuff. And you know, frankly, eighty year olds don't have that much benefit to society. Um, they just don't. And most people in that age group I know, the only people I know in that age group that I've talked to about this sort of thing with are my parents, they'd be, they're perfectly fine with, you know, our day is past. Yeah, give get it the, to the kids, get the, the teachers, kids, Get the vaccine. Right. Yeah. 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 Although there, you also have the fact that among the young and hardy, this thing is usually not a, a terrible fate. No, in this disease, no. It makes sense to do it that way because you're... But the, the flu of 1918, it was primarily killing people in the prime of life. The healthier you were, you were the more likely you were to die. Oof. Uh Perfectly healthy 30-year-old, you were ripe for the picking with that particular flu that was going around. Yeah, did they ever nail down why that was? Uh, sure. The better you processed oxygen and all that sort of stuff, the more likely it was going to uh, kill you and destroy your lungs. Wow. Wow. That's why, that's why it was such a scary disease. It was killing the healthiest people we had. You know, I, I don't mean to get all mystical on you, but that, that almost has a, a feeling of evil to it, doesn't yeah. Doesn't it? Like intentionality, like it was sent from, I don't know, Mars or, or the communists or something. Uh, communists with intent. Uh, prob- Martian probably, commies, yeah. Probably wasn't. They're double red. Oh, jeez. Martian communists. Reds red. from the red planet. Red reds. <laughs> Let's introduce everybody in the squad to get the show started. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm okay. I'm having a hard time. My wife wants me to come up with stocking stuffers, you know, for Christmas. Okay. A foot. Uh, <laughs> always good. Toes first. But I, I can't do it. I mean, every year I say the same thing. Okay, get me some nail clippers or something like that. And so now I have a drawer for a 10 nail clippers because I've been saying that same thing for the past 10 years. Yeah. Oh, you have to request your stocking stuff? Well, it just come up with ideas, you know. I yeah. mean, and so I try and come up with things off the top of my head. But I just I don't need anything. You know, I'm very happy with what I have. And, I'm, uh, I've been that way for many, many years. I don't need freaking anything. And uh, and 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 if you don't get me anything, I will not be offended either. No, I'm I tell her that, that but she won't do that. No, you know, and no, I get it. I get it. it. I get that. But the interesting thing to me about gift giving is what do you think I would like? Like, I really don't like the what do you want me to give you sort of discussions because what I want to open whatever you think would be because that's interesting to me. And at least, you know, maybe it's a conversation starter or something like that. I just don't. I don't know. I don't want to tell you. You don't don't, don't look at the back of the book for the answers. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Otherwise, it's kind of transactional. I yeah, would well, like yeah, exactly. a new shovel. Here's a new shovel. Well, fantastic. Do I still need to act surprised when I open it? Like, what <laughs> no, is... <laughs> a shovel. Oh, it's the thing <laughs> I told you about. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, for stocking stuffers, two two places. Number one, like your uh, Fry's Electronic Superstore, where they make you wind through a line, and mm. it's just absolutely lined with candy and chapstick and toys and novelties and nuts and the rest of it. And Bed Bath and Beyond, that store has everything. 
So and and a lot of stuff for like that's two three dollars. That's the beyond. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, I at uh, one Christmas I gave up uh, gave out lettuce knives. You got a lettuce knife? No. It's it's plastic. It's green. It's kind of serrated and it it like cuts lettuce for a Caesar salad or something and doesn't make it brown like metal does. Very popular gift. Wow. Okay, Very there you go. Hell, oh, they still talk knife. about it. <laughs> there you go. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. Are you, Sean? Doing very well. Exciting day in the uh, the Positive Sean portfolio yesterday as, as one of my companies bought another one of my companies. And I don't know exactly what happens now, but I think I retire. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> You're so now a billionaire. Putting, putting my feet up, lighting a cigar. <laughs> Been a good run, gents. Can you hear some, side. some real FUs around the office today, are we, Sean? <laughs> Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Wednesday, December 2nd, my mom's birthday. Happy birthday to my mom. Year 2020, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then. Let's begin officially according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Mr. President, how does your foot feel? How's your foot? the press yelling at the president-elect how is your foot he says good that's the level of questioning you get now from the press wow that is the scrutiny we will get probably for the next four years uh more on that on the way how's mailbag look oh it's just delightful you want to give it a big warm hug (laughs) uh we'll catch you up on all kinds of stuff text line 415-295-KFTC armstrong and getty I just spilled coffee all over myself. No. Haste makes waste, Jack. Yeah, you're absolutely right. At what age are you supposed to have your act together? Because I believe I'm past that age. (laughs) Whatever number it is, it includes the word ago. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. I spilled coffee all over myself. That's what makes you charming. It'd be part of my scent. <laughs> Spilled coffee. Yeah. Uh, when Dr. Fauci says life is going to get back to normal, you're probably not going to like the answer. Dove. Mailbag. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day, beginning a series from Marcus Aurelius, who is the power forward of the Washington <laughs> Wizards basketball. Well, what's that? Excuse me? No. Oh, I've been misinformed. He was indeed a Roman emperor. There you go. From 161 to 180 AD, a Stoic philosopher. The last of the rulers known as the five good emperors and last emperor of the Pax Romana, an age of relative peace and stability for the Roman Empire. And his writings are fantastic. Yeah, really fascinating guy. Uh, alert listener David sent us along these quotes. Today's is, you have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. Knowledge has not progressed. Scientific knowledge has, but like uh, wisdom about human nature and everything like that has not progressed an iota. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just we've known a lot of things for a long time. You know, that's, that's uh, really good. It's practically a rephrasing. Or I guess John Lennon rephrased it in, uh, you know, in the, the song Revolution. You better free your mind instead. It's a little Marcus Aurelius there. On to the correspondence proper. Uh, Marshall comments on the Biden injury. St- the news story about Joe Biden injuring his foot tripping on his dog was uh, corrected. He actually tripped over a box of Trump ballots in his basement. Hey, now. Oh, no. Oh, that's, boy. That's an unproven allegation. Well, you, you wouldn't think he'd keep them in his own basement. <laughs> 
Exactly. Uh, let's see, on the topic of Thanksgiving leftovers and what to do with them, a couple of emails. Uh, Kevin says, Thursday was Thanksgiving dinner. Friday, turkey soup for dinner. Turkey sandwich for lunch. Uh, Saturday, tur uh, Thanksgiving dinner redo. Yep. Sunday, risotto mashed potato waffles with cheddar cheese, turkey, cranberry, and gravy on top. Stuffing makes an excellent waffle as well. Wow. Wow. How do you turn that into a waffle? I don't know. You just mash it into your waffle iron. I, I'll try it. Turn it on. Monday, turkey tacos. Black beans, cheese, avocado, lots of Valentino's hot sauce. Tonight, a big bone and ribeye. I'm done. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hear that. What? We're down to one minute? And Joe says, let's see. This year, I've done turkey enchiladas, turkey curry, mixed mashed potatoes with Bisquick, a biscuits recipe. So fluffy. Mixed mashed potatoes with an egg and some flour made a little gnocchi. Uh, mixed sweet potato casserole, pancake mix, made some waffles. Fabulous. That's some creativity. Um, we have new candidates for Gavi Awards. That's, we do. That's politicians who are very strict with the way you should live your life, but live their own lives much differently. We've got a great new example of that. It's the Gavin Newsom Award for hypocrisy. Yeah. Let's see. J.R. writes, uh, I asked, what's with progressives and light rail? Or somebody did. And uh, J.R. points out it's all about perpetual projects to fund transportation agencies, retirement funds, and pensions. And mm. it's an easy sell as clean, green infrastructure versus dirty buses. But I want to talk about buses versus light rail when we come back because we're about out of time. If you are green, it's not even close. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Servers are not protected from us, and they're not protected from their other six tables that they're serving at that particular time, plus all of the hours in which they're working. So it is a most dangerous situation. There's the actual audio of Sheila Fool when she's making her argument for why restaurants have to be closed and then b almost walked straight from that meeting to an outdoor restaurant to eat. Now, if you don't right. mind, i got to go. I have a dinner reservation. <laughs> exactly. Where I will dinner be putting my, my poor beleaguered servant at risk in spite of my impassioned speech here at the L.A. City Council. Absolutely amazing. No. Um, uh, so, but completely unsurprising. Yeah. Yeah. So in the U.K., they've approved the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine, and they're going to start giving people shots in two days. Start to jabbing. In two days. Thursday, they're going to start sticking right, hey, 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 what was that? Ah, right in the arm. Uh, in two days. I don't know why we got to wait a couple of weeks, but we are. Now, they've been doing it with their own version of the vaccine in China and Russia for a while, <laughs> but they don't really care if you go blind or drop dead or anything like that. And uh, they're not going to tell you if 100,000 people do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, I don't mind being more careful than that, but it's kind of interesting that Great Britain's going to start jabbing people here in just a couple of days. Um, we got enough doses, according to the New York Times, pretty much to cover all the hospital workers in America, and that'll mm -hmm. take up all that. So if you're just a regular person... You're not going to be getting it soon. I didn't expect that I was. It'll be spring before people like me are getting jabbed, I suppose. Yeah, under 60 with no pre-existing conditions, May-ish is kind of what I'm hearing thrown around. Yeah. In, in terms of the healthcare workers, it's somewhat interesting. They are advising that these uh, inoculations be given in waves because the side effects are 
significant enough that if you gave it to like an entire hospital in one day, oh. uh, a couple of days later, there would be nobody working. Wow. Or at least not a lot of people working because there are side effects. It makes Interesting. you feel pretty bad, apparently. So Dr. Fauci said life will... They used the example of when will Broadway reopen, but it, you know, when Broadway will reopen because people will be coming from all over the country and traveling and, you know, getting together and all that sort of stuff is a pretty good indication of what it'll be like for things getting back to normal for anybody. Yeah, that's a good example. And he said uh, late summer, early fall is what he said hmm. yesterday. Huh. Huh. I'm saying I don't give a damn about Broadway. I'm not no, anti, no, 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 I just no. don't no. care, no, but no, I'm thinking no. through. So that what does that mean to Major League Baseball? Maybe crowdless for a couple of months, then you got to show a certificate and then full crowds by the pennant races. I wonder because MLB, for instance, my favorite sport said, um, we're not, we're not going to have, a, well, this was said privately, we're not going to have a season if we don't have fans. We're just losing too much money. My favorite headline that I saw in the New York Times yesterday, um, are elastic waist pants here to stay? That's my favorite headline. Remember, we, we had a Zoom call with a, we, well, I won't narrow it down at all, but there was a, a female professional on the Zoom call who said, I can't even remember the last time I wore a bra. The old, the, the, the idea of working from home and the way you dress, I mean, are people going to be, that's, that's what this article in the New York Times was, particularly around women. Are you, uh, are you, are you ever going to go back to dressing the way you used to dress? Does it feel like it makes any sense to put on the uncomfortable clothes to show off to people or? Have you decided this is the way you want to be from here on out? It's, this could change fashion forever. It absolutely it's, could. It's a little bit hard to explain why we dress the way we dress anyway. A lot of it's purely tradition. A lot of it is. There, there's a certain amount of it shows that this is something important. Ah. I'm, I'm going to put on different clothes because at work I'm taking this kind of seriously. I care about this. But do you need to – does having uncomfortable shoes on – is that productive in any way? No. Well, and again, that concept of this shows you respect what we're doing here and you know it's important, blah, blah, blah. That's all based on standards that we absorb through tradition. And, and it, it, I mean, it could be a kimono as easy as a business suit. Good point. Or, or whatever. So, yeah. And if people were productive from home, which appears to be the case, that's why so many companies are saying, hey, yeah, this is working out pretty well. We're going to continue this. Ah, um, in, in, if people are being productive without throwing on a bra or hard shoes or anything like that, it's, it's pretty hard to make the argument. You want to hear something interesting. Uh, I was speaking with a financial professional yesterday who works for a, a very uh, highly respected firm. He said their per person productivity has skyrocketed since people have been working at home. God, how amazing it would be to find out that if you let people because you know what's happening, whether bosses are aware of it or keeping track of it or not. People are getting their work done on their own schedule. Yep. You know right. that you know that is happening. And they bring an intensity to it, I would suspect. And listen, the, the times I've spent working at home during the vid or whatever, uh, I, I'm not wasting my time commuting. So all that time I'm getting up at the same time in the, in the morning, and I'm spending all that time working instead. Uh, now, not everybody's doing that, but it, it struck me because this guy is a sober guy, and he was serious, and he used the term skyrocketed. So if you add an hour to three, depending on where you live, of time you can be working instead of driving, and then you throw in the idea that I'm going to be more concentrated on my work because then I get to go take a nap or play golf or whatever it is I'm doing. Right. When normally I'd have to be at the office just kind of killing time. 
because, uh, you know, I got my work done. Um, you know, obviously, people, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all that people are more productive. It takes a certain amount of self-discipline and motivation. But I mean, for instance, if you have little kids, zoom out, pick them up at school, give them a hug and a kiss, yep. bring them home, get, yep. get their peanut butter and jelly sandwich, then get back to work instead of feeling resentment that you're missing it full of the energy of, you know, you're living a complete life. It makes sense to me. I'm a little surprised, but at this point, it's about undeniable. Productivity's better, not worse. Since you brought it up, the Wall Street Journal had a graph, percentage of U.S. workers returning to the office. And the the point of the article was that it's gone back, um, it's dropped off a cliff in the last couple of weeks again, the percentage of people at work. But the graph is amazing. So starting in February of uh, last year, when we all started really realizing about the coronavirus, oh, we've got more on the story Joe had yesterday about how it was absolutely in the United States in December. I mean, that's that's scientifically proven at this point. Sorry to quibble, but February of this year, yeah. it's still the same year. Still the same year, yes. February of this year. <sighs> but so in, in, in February of this year, the percentage of people that were uh, worked at, at their office was damn near 100%. It was like 97.5% of people mm-hmm. went into a workplace. Then it went off a cliff down into the teens in March into the teens think about all of the 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 tangential money that changed right there gas stations sandwich shops just uh, tires thousand examples Uh, yeah endless examples you know you can throw in uh pollution and and stress in commuting and stuff like that there's some positives but it wrought enormous change but anyway so it stayed in the teens um for quite a while and then it just fairly recently got up to about 22 percent of people were going into work only 22 percent that ain't much of a rebound remember it was almost a hundred percent in february it climbed back up to about 22 percent in um uh, a month ago and now it's gone off a cliff again, and it's back down in the teens. Wow. But wow. who knows? And the question is, where will it be a year from now? Vaccine is about. There's no There's no health reason to stay home. It's all just making dollars and cents decisions of what's the best way to do it. Will right. it ever be above 50% again? I don't know. Well, I, I'd like to do more digging into the question of productivity because just because I have an anecdote doesn't mean that's universally true. But I don't recall, help me out here, Jack, I don't recall hearing anybody saying, my God, our productivity is just terrible nope, now. No, nope, nope. I haven't heard that once. No. Nope. Huh, interesting. Uh, so I mentioned, uh, speaking of commuting and that sort of thing, uh, the uh, we got an email about light rail because we were talking about Austin, Texas, which has uh, is rapidly becoming San Francisco, and it's it's a tragedy. And the Texans are are mad. They have the bumper stickers, "Don't California my Texas." Uh, not only is Austin building an enormously expensive, decades long to build light rail system, uh, but they are also doing. And Jack, you'll love this. There, it's a major, major tens of millions of dollars a move. Uh, move to convert streets into bikes and pedestrians only. We're really trying to get cars out oh, of Austin. Boy. God, I haven't been to Austin in a while, but it changed. It was unrecognizable in uh, the early 2000s from the early 90s. It had changed that much, so I can't imagine now. But uh, anyway, and, and we can talk about this a little or a lot. I want you Forcing to... people into bicycles. And I mean, we're going to make you so miserable driving that maybe you'll ride your bike. What kind of government is that? Right. Well, China, Chinese communist government. 
And, and the idea that uh, I'm going to take the light rail, how am I going to get there? I'm going to ride my bike. It'll take me like an hour and a half, and I'll be killed every other week riding my bike <laughs> to Can't the light for rail. the rainy season. I want you to imagine, though, Jack, imagine I'm like Gene Roddenberry here. I'm like as Isaac Asimov. I want you to imagine a light rail system that wasn't restricted to tracks and had single cars of light rail going to individual neighborhoods on a regular basis and picking up riders and burning extremely efficient fuels like natural gas that put out practically no CO2. And these light rails could operate all over a metropolitan area. Yeah, they're called buses, for God's sake. They're so much more efficient than light rail systems, which cost billions and billions and billions of dollars to build and maintain and then are restricted to little corridors. There are a few population density situations where that sort of system makes sense, but just a few. So what's the, um, you know, is part of it just the rep buses have is just part of the uh, the, the, the culture of there, there's a lot of people that don't want to be seen as this sort of person or they don't want to be themselves. I don't want to be the sort of person that, that rides a bus to work. Right. Well, it's Just got an, an, an internal that. combustion engine. It, it seems like the old, the old polluty thing. But there are ways through electricity or natural gas or whatever to make them less, much less impactful. And you don't squander billions of taxpayer dollars. I've lo- I'd love to do mass transit. I, I personally have never lived in a situation where it would have been the least bit effective for me and not, no. you know, uh, been way, way slower, like add hours to my day. Yeah, look, if you're going from the north side of a city to the south side of a city, it probably makes perfect sense for you. But if you're going from suburb A to downtown B or or different suburb, it's going to take you two and a half times as much. It's going to be expensive, and and, and you got to sit next to randos. And okay, let's get down to it. That's why I really hate it. <laughs> randos pleasuring themselves and or threatening you. Yeah, and or in the case of the ladies, uh, groping on you. Disgusting. We got a tequila bar that is applied to become a church so it can stay open. That's a pretty cool idea. I like it. The Bible! That's pretty funny. And a bunch of businesses uh, trying to figure out what hoops to jump through to try to get to open back up again. Uh, We had to hand out some more Gavvies. That'd be politicians who openly defy their own orders because they just don't even care if they get caught, apparently. The Gavin Newsom Award for hypocrisy. Yep. That's good stuff. Um, uh, uh, we're all human. We all fall short sometimes. And our elastic pants here to stay. We got to get back into the details of that conversation. Heck, hell yeah, they are. We may we may have made a leap <laughs> in in fashion that would have taken a hundred years to to get there. We may have done it in one year because of the uh, the coronavirus. Maybe right. a silver lining in all of this. Right. Your CEO is going to call a uh, Zoom meeting or something. And he's going to say, all right, the big client's coming in to d- tomorrow, everybody. So we need you to dress up, put on your best hoodie. Yeah, exactly. Get out <laughs> of your stretch paj- pants. <laughs> put out of your, get out of your pajamas and actually put on a hoodie. We need everyone in shoes for this meeting. <laughs> Fantastic. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Next hour, you remember Chaz or Chop up in Seattle? Chaz. Uh, Just how unconstitutional that was is becoming known as it starts to work its way through the courts. It's really quite amazing. Maybe we'll get to that next hour. 
Uh, before I get to anything, a, a, an uh, out-of-nowhere joke. This is a guy who's got a Twitter feed. I don't know who this gentleman is, and he just has jokes. So, apropos of nothing. Here's the, here's the tweet from yesterday. I was offered sex with a 21-year-old girl today. In return, I was supposed to advertise a bathroom cleaner. I declined because of my high moral standards and strong willpower. Just as strong as Ajax, the super strong bathroom cleaner, <laughs> now available in lemon and vanilla scents. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. That is, that's the old switcheroo. <laughs> I like like jokes like that out of nowhere. Anyway, uh, came across this in the Wall Street Journal. Tech clobbers toys on children, children's holiday wish list this year. And this is true in our house. Children have smartphones, Roblox, which I don't even know what those are, and Nintendo Switch is high on their wish list, even though parents would rather they buy them tangible toys like books, bicycles, and clothes. But the electronic stuff is what kids want. And there's a bit of a, is this what we should get them? Is this is a good idea thing happening all across the country? I know we worry about that in our own home. Interesting. More screen time, more beeping and lights and everything like that is... Yeah, yeah. You know, we were talking about uh, tech goodies for for big people yesterday, and uh, what really struck uh, us is that the uh, the home speakers have gotten way better. Apparently, for around a hundred bucks, the Amazon Echo, which used to look like a, a twenty four ounce beer can, uh, a black beer can, now looks like a, a fat little cantaloupe sitting on your huh. your desk. There, it but sounded th- fantastic before. Sounded pretty good. Yeah, I would agree. But evidently they're they're upscaling those, and it, it, they also mentioned Jeff Fowler for the Washington Post, who's a great dude. He mentioned the electric bikes are just uh, going crazy, but those are like a couple of grand. Yeah, all the ones I've looked at have been two or three thousand yeah. dollars. I'm not I'm not going to get one. I just noticed them in the store, wondering what the heck they're for and who buys them. What are they for? Uh they're for well, they're for assist uh, a little electrical motor assist when you're going up hills. So you're getting exercise, but you're not, like, standing up and busting your butt like a real bicyclist. Mm. Are people using it that way, or are they just riding in a, 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 a cheaper motorcycle? I had exactly the same question, but I've had a number of friends who were every bit as cynical as you say, oh, no, they're great. They're great. Hmm. You get out there, you break a sweat, but on the real steep stuff, you get a little help. So it's just, yeah, I'm getting a little older. Interesting. So it's kind of, it's half lazy. Which is better than... Seems like it could be really easy to abuse, and you realize, oh, yeah, I haven't pedaled in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I've never actually abuse, used one. So I don't I'm... know if that's... A... <laughs> <laughs> I'll abuse sure. my exercise time. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to find uh, yesterday's hot links, Hanson, on ang.com, because I know that story's there, but uh, I can't find hot links. I thought our website was better now. You should email us and complain. I'm, I'm about to. Say you're never going to listen again. Oh, I'll bet it's over here. Let me click over here. Hang on a second. Call uh, us bad names and say you're never going to listen again. That's the yeah. only response. I don't I, see it. I, I can also see, see those, links. those bikes being like city dwellers who don't want cars and, you yeah, know, it's actually they just, work a restaurant shift yeah. several blocks it's away. It's not for exercise. You're trying to get someplace the, yeah. most, uh, the most easy way and have well, easy parking. Again, it's a half and a halfer. You don't mind getting some exercise, but you can't uh, arrive at work completely exhausted. Hmm. And you're not uh, Lance Armstrong. So... You know, uh, getting back to uh, public transportation and getting to work, a nice note here from Gary, who grew up in Marin County, north San Francisco, north of the Golden Gate Bridge. And he says, had the Golden Gate Transit bus system, two types of buses, one that uh, would stop at the highway exits, you jump on, no problem. And then they had a system of neighborhood buses 
Everyone was within walking distance of a bus stop. These buses drove their neighborhood route, then got on the freeway, drove express to San Francisco, dropped people off at three stops. Uh, I'd estimate 90% of commuters were there served by these. And then he moved to the East Bay. I could never understand BART, the Bay Area Rapid Transit, with their huge paved parking lots and thousands of cars for people to get on a damned light rail that cost zillions of dollars. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, lefties and, and your green types are just madly in love with light rail. It just doesn't make sense. So the big election was now practically a month ago, and we're getting more data on uh, who voted and why they voted and all that sort of stuff. The original exit polling was terrible for a whole bunch of reasons. That was worthless information. It is worthless. But but the new information that they can get at this point is is pretty solid, and it's pretty interesting, especially you take a look at what were people's uh, biggest priorities voting. If you listen to talk radio or watch cable news, uh, you're misled as to what people were actually voting about. No doubt about that. Uh, Among other things we can get to. Yeah, I do want to hear that. Uh, Several cities re-looking at their sanctuary city policies after illegals who'd been deported over and over again were killing people. Uh, Nike and Coca-Cola lobbying in favor of slave labor. No, that's not really true. That's not true. But it looks that way. So you don't want to say on the air, Coca-Cola is in favor of slavery? (laughs) No, I I don't think that would be responsible. Okay. So you're saying that's not the case. That is not the case. Okay. All that stuff on the Armstrong and Getty.